good morning to you. And we rise to wisdom this morning, like we rise uh, weekdays, Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. My name is Anor Obeviri, hoping you had a fantastic weekend, by the way. Yesterday, I was somewhere in the evening, I went to celebrate with the Johnsons, uh, Keo Baba and his wife. And on my way back, I saw a campaign train buses. The first thing that caught my attention was a very big bus. And I said, okay, who are these people? Then I saw the banners and, you know, the work they've done on the bus. And I started thinking, I actually forgot, but it came to me again. I started thinking, how is it that during campaigns, we hear the most ridiculous things? I hear there's one campaign um, material going out saying that, um, you see that they will make a state, a state in Nigeria, like London. And I became very worried. A state in Nigeria like London. A state like London. Okay. And I started to think, what is it about London that would make anyone want to make their state like that? So first of all, there is London and then there is the way a state can possibly be. I have friends that live in London. At midnight, they say they are going to buy fish. They want to make soup the next day or they want to make soup, you know, about that time. And I'm wondering, is there any state in Nigeria that you can go buy something at midnight? Maybe one, maybe two, but not widespread. I don't mean only in certain areas. I mean, throughout the city, you can just, you know, pick your bag or your wallet and say, oh, I'm going to shop. In fact, there's a friend of mine that used to work the night shift and he'll go shopping at 2 a.m. Because that's, I mean, that's the only time he has. So I'm wondering what part of London is this liar talking about? Um, then there's a tube. Then there's train stations, trains that work, even though uh, they only delays too. That one needs um, anointing oil. But the trains work. When they want to delay, they delay. But when they want to work, they work. I mean, they work all the time, but sometimes experience um, delays. So which train are we talking about? Is it? Oh, gosh. And the transport system works, so you don't need to have a car. But here, we're still using our cars to do a better pass your neighbor. Or a person will buy one car that they need, then another car to, to pepe, pepe their neighbors. Yes. This one is my Pepe Dem Ganka. When they see this car and they will know that you're Bill Gates, Abby, or you're Mark Zuckerberg. No, 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 that your business is patronized all over the world. Yeah, so the transport system works. Then, I mean, for you to be able to go out at any time of God's 24 hours means that it's safe. And then people like, you know, want to go to London to see. There's something there to see. So in that state, uh, what is there to see? Uh, come to my state. No, 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 no. I've been hearing about this state. Now that I live here, just come to my state. You will not believe that you're still in Nigeria. Where? Which state? Please, I'm still thinking. And, and in the campaign material, you hear it. Lo that London thing, I don't know, it just came to me this morning. London, like London. How now? There's no light, oh. You can't see lights. The whole area is dark. Then where there are street lights, they're not even working. Or they're epileptic. Some days they choose to work. Other days, you know, you're not sure what's going on. Is it petrol they don't have? Is it diesel they don't have? Is it PHCN that, you know, didn't give light? Nobody even knows what's going on there. So what part of London is that? Or is it healthcare? Now, the same medical facility you can access is the same one the Queen can access. There's no difference, except, of course, you know, but basically, as far as you pay your bills, <laughs> no difference. Or is it food? They feed the kids, you know, breakfast, morning. They just go and they, they have, it's not just that they're eating. There's a menu. The poor ones eat for free. The ones that their parents pay taxes, they pay maybe two pounds a month. That's how much? That's like 1,000 naira. Your child that eats like a lion. Imagine your child in London and you pay just two pounds a month. 1,000 naira. It's not even up to 1,000. It's about 475 now. Maybe that's nine, um, 
9.50. The lawmakers said they get on the, the train. Here, are you mad? 1 million siren, 5 billion PA, 99 billion SSA, some DSSSA. Then the police that should guard you and I is guarding one person. And you're saying, what well, boy, you say that, you know, the country is safe. Why do you have 1 million security guarding only you? Official assignment. Then when they want to do Nicodemus Waka, they just put one in front and they zoom out in another car. Or they, you know, <laughs> they have a decoy. <laughs> so which part of London are we still talking about? Or is it the London that they have council flats? For those that can't, the government provides, you know, subsidy, food, shelter, and even gives them stipends. Please, which London are we still talking about? So there is a way a state can possibly, the best of the best of the best with what we have now in Nigeria. There's a way a state can possibly be. And there is something you should never go anywhere to say. I'm sure the person that put that material together hasn't seen an airport. I'm sure. You know, even if you go to Port Harcourt Airport, there's the departure and there's arrival. The canopy of God that we're still managing under the canopy. That's where, that's where they got that inspiration from. That song, yes. Port Harcourt Airport. The international wing that was commissioned last year, I hear it will be opened sometime this year. So I'm not sure if it's open because someone was complaining about the Abuja um, International that was also commissioned yet to be opened. That was about a week ago. Campaign. And you know they're lying. It's not just possible because if you want the trains to work, how many trains do you have? How many train tracks do you have? How far can they go? Or even a monorail? Well, we've not talked about buses that look like what human beings should enter. So I was telling someone the other day, um, I went out with Akas, uh, the guy that works with Bansopia FM, and I, I saw a taxi and I told him, I said, I was, I was on the road a few days ago and I saw a bus. At the back of the bus was, um, there was no windshield at the back. Um, it was nylon. They had used tape to hold the nylon in place. Nylon, oh, and it was so old. So I was saying, yes, that shouldn't be what you use, but don't they have the decency to even change it? To say that it's too old to continue to use, so let's put under that nylon. And then that particular bus had no lights at the back. So if the driver was stepping on his brakes, you would know. So an accident is very likely to happen. And while I was thinking about that one, another one came in front, um, a smaller one now, a saloon car, or well, something that should be a saloon car. That one was worse. And I said, you can tell the lives of the people by the kind of taxis in their city. Battered. When you go to London, you don't see the scraps that people have forgotten that existed, except for maybe museums. But we are here proudly. You want to make a state like London. We should fear God now. Our taxis are the worst. And please don't get into your head, say, um, our own is bad. And your own is bad like this. You're not ashamed. You're looking for the one that you're worse than, or is worse than yours, rather. So I'm trying to think of what part of London we're still talking about or the London that they hold their reps to account. And I thought about the campaign um, train last night. And I said, why is it that we've never seen anyone going around, you know, saying, oh, we're having a training. We're having a training for young people between the ages of, you know, the way they're doing the road walk to do that, you know, and say, oh, we're training people in graphics design or something, subsidized at 5,000, going around those same residential areas. And, and they have a place where the people can work when they're done with the training. For example, physically challenge people, teach them how to type, get a computer pool and put them there. Then the government says all government work must be typed there. All, any material must go through there. Don't type anywhere else. So maybe for strictly confidential, those are the ones that will be typed by the secretaries in the office. Any other material, bulky material, um, we're having a seminar, we're having this, all those printing and everything must be done there. So you're giving them something to do. 
Scholarships are fantastic, but where do they work afterwards? I know of a state uh, in Nigeria, they have a farm. The business gives the children scholarships and the deal is when you're done, you become first priority for employment to come work with us. If you choose not to, it's fine, but do know that the door is open. And they give them land. I mean, land. It's part of how the people are committed to making sure that the business works. So I'm wondering, why can't we recycle plastics? And the government says, you can bring plastics into the state. It's this plastic and to make sure that it's good. Because there are things that people will always use. We must package. Packaging is a big part of how we um, handle goods and whatever here, services. So yes, all packaging, recycled paper, recycled bottles, whatever it is. We have recycling plants. We produce what we use. We don't bring anything out from outside. So that way there's business and we can take to neighboring states if they want to come and buy. You know, we keep the money running within. I've drank water from another state before. They brought the bottle. And I checked by Elsa. I think I may have taken one from Delta too. So yes, government doesn't provide work, I know, but there are things that can be put in place. A massive poultry, for example. If you have 50 massive poultries, I'm sure they will still not feed the needs of people in the state. Only the bakeries alone, the amount of bread that we eat every day. You just don't want to start imagining the quantity of eggs that goes into it. We don't produce butter, chicken. Just go to Orazi. How many people are roasting chicken every night? And some of it is chicken that got on the ship. So we can put these things in place. If it's going to be a problem, bring people from abroad to manage it and let them teach our people the ropes. Then they become strong. Then after a while, they move on and we manage. But because we lack management skills, we know how to build, we know how to maintain. You want us to start counting how many abandoned buildings are in Port Harcourt as I speak? Some are residential, some are government-owned, abandoned, and people are homeless. So what is it? This is London. Push your fear, God. My key concern is how a person will say they'll make any state in Nigeria like London. So I just put the indices out there. Yes, we need to be careful. We rise to wisdom. Yes, we do. And today, we're looking at the parable of the lost sheep. If you're just joining us, good morning. Um, we'll be looking at parables basically since the first day in the year. And uh, what we do, we share, we'll share the story and um, you're allowed to look at it in a way that perhaps you haven't seen it before. So there's some thoughts that goes into it. Now, the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. Uh, it's taken from the Bible, the book of Luke, chapter 15, starts from verse 3, though, in verse 6. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. That's the parable. He had a hundred. One went missing. The how, we do not know. But because they're sheep, we want to think that it strayed or it got lost. But then it didn't matter how. What mattered was that the man, the shepherd, went after that one. Is it possible to love everyone equally? It is not possible. But it is possible to do good to all. 
um, if we take it from the religious angle and churches, for example, you want to ask yourself, are sinners coming near to listen to me? It's not that I have a church or I'm presiding over a church or a congregation. Are sinners coming near to listen to me? If not, why not? Because uh, the story says um, in verse 7, which I chose to gloss over, there's rejoicing over one who repents than over 99 righteous who do not need to repent. Are sinners coming to our churches to listen to what we have to say? If not, why not? If sinners were attracted to Jesus, why aren't they attracted to many Christians today? Um, for those who understand the way shepherds work, they're like um, herdsmen. It's never about their comfort. You think it was easy for the shepherd to look for a sheep? It was never about their comfort because for the search to happen, the shepherd has to go into the forest, hills, valleys, out there in the rain, out there in the sun, searching. He went to seek. And in many ways, we can start the shepherd story from our homes as parents, as family members. Is anyone lost among you? Do you even know? Do you pay attention enough to be able to tell that this one is trained, this one is trained for the one goes, you know, missing completely? And also, the most delicate part of this whole story is that the shepherd knew that the sheep was vulnerable and exposed to threats, attacks from beasts, perhaps starvation to death than the 99. So every time anyone is lost among you, your children, your parents, your friends, you need to know that they're vulnerable to threats to attacks and starvation, to death. Maybe not physical food, but if a person is not being fed, if their soul is not being fed, they start to die. That's why the poor will always be among us, not necessarily because there won't be foods or there won't be wisdom or information at their disposal. It's because of that they will choose not to do anything with it or they will choose to outrightly reject it. Because many times they see that it's working for the other person, but they refuse to do anything with the information. So they remain poor. So yes, the poor will always be among us and it's a knowledge problem. So the sheep, the work of the shepherd is to take care of the sheep, to nurture the sheep, to protect the sheep. Psalm 23, I shall not want, I shall not want, the shepherd provides. Are your children in need? Is your community in need? What kind of need? I've told you not everything is money. It's what you need that you need. Sometimes they need information. Sometimes they need their eyes to be open because they're not even seen. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Are your pastures green in your home, in your business? Are your pastures green? For the pastures to be green, the person who's planting must know something. You know when they say the grass is always green on the other side because somebody's doing something. Are your, you know, is it green? Let me just go to Psalm 23. Okay. He causes me to lie down in green pastures. He even knows where the green pastures are. So the shepherd must be knowledgeable. He leads me beside still waters. You know, there are waters that are like volcanic. Those one, you'll be walking by Jeje, the thing will carry you. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. When your soul is going, is trained, he brings it back. That's the work of the shepherd. Many of us, we have 99. The one in our businesses, the one is missing and we are not concerned. And it's not only that way. Let him go now. Let this person, mm, I beg you, the lost sheep. You have 99. Won't you go after the one until you find it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. He didn't say he embarrasses the lost sheep or he puts the lost sheep out there to say oh you you strayed when people were going in this direction why didn't you follow them he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home then calls his friends and neighbors together and says rejoice with me i have found my lost sheep we have many estranged family members as i speak uh, to face say you know holy past my brother this morning that's a call to us 
to pull them back in. Many of them, they're missing, lost to drugs, addiction. Some is our own selfishness that pushed them away. We want them to do this our way. And they say, no, I have a mind of my own. Then becomes a problem. So there are many angles to look at the story from. But you want to ask yourself, in my life, is there a lost sheep? As an individual, what part of my life have I gone missing? Have I missed the point? Can I find my way back? Food for thought. My name is Anor Bevere. Thank you.